Augmenters. I'm Julie. And I'm Jimmy. And we believe that mentoring is the key to augmenting your leadership. And today we are joined by Mike Fada, a nine-figure entrepreneur, author, health advocate, and host of the fantastic Founder to Mentor podcast. On this episode, you will learn how to connect better with others using the mantra, make friends first, do business second. Also, we dive into how to grow to your potential with a simple tactic, just make time on your calendar. Sounds easy, but is it really that basic? This entire episode is under the theme of vision. It is the first principle of augmenters. This episode will help you find purpose in your mentoring. Here we go. Mike Fada, thank you so much for joining us on Augmenters today. We're thrilled to have you. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, honestly, I just reached out because I was so excited that you have a podcast that also talks about mentoring, Founder to Mentor podcast. And then I started listening. I listened to tons of episodes. I dug in. And now we're super extra excited to have you on because not only are you a phenomenal podcaster, you have a phenomenal history as well. I do like mentoring. So we, uh, we have that in common. I can tell we were supposed to talk today, Mike, because you're rocking an Under Armour shirt. And given that's one of the two prides of Baltimore, you know, it's uh, it I, I wore the right company uniform. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't we don't have Augmenters company uniforms. We just rock the cities we're in. Totally. So, Mike, as we get to know you, we always ask this question as a way to introduce uh, for our guests to introduce our, themselves. Many of our guests say that they have a mentor who believed in them before they believed in themselves. And we'd love to know who that was for you and what they saw in you before you saw anything in yourself. Well, the first one definitely was my mom, and mm. I didn't have a. Uh, I grew up with a single mom, didn't have a very conventional path uh, uh, growing up, and but my mom believed in me, and and one of the big things that she shared in me was that my gift of being able to see things in the future um, and have a clear vision, and and even if it there was a thousand steps required to uh, to get to that uh, uh, to get to that end goal or end place. Um, she saw that in me that I had that gift even even when I was young, uh, but then supported me from when I wanted to drop out of school, ultimately at 14. And, and when I started the business at 21, she showed me how to incorporate a company. And uh, and so all the way along and including, uh, thankfully, getting to work directly for with her. She she worked with uh, with uh, for the company for uh, seven years. So uh, my mom, number one, but I've, I've had I'm very grateful that I ha I've had three or four major mentors in my life. Phenomenal. We, we love hearing about moms coming out and supporting. And uh, it's not as often that we hear about moms also getting their hands dirty at the same time in an operational role. How is that balancing so many different relationships with one individual, you know, family, but mom, you know, aka for the most important, uh, and then business, mentor, etc. Yeah, it was very interesting. You know, I like, like, I, I didn't because I didn't go to high school, university, I didn't know anything about business. So when I started the business, I, the person that I could trust the most was my mom and saying like, how does this, and she was in, not in consumer packaged goods, but she was in consumer packaged good re retail, worked for Shoppers Drug Mart in, in Canada. And so had a rich understanding of the industry. And so I, every question that I had, uh, she had some kind of answer for them. And, uh, and so it was really helpful in the first 
kind of five years in, in business to get us to the kind of the first million dollars. Then I, then I felt like I knew what I was doing. And, but she came in two or three times to save me when I ultimately, she was an accountant. And, uh, and when I had to replace my uh, head of finance, or there was a, there was an issue with the, uh, with the finance team, uh, she swooped in, helped me restructure things and, and maybe was even a temporary uh, employee or team member until we found the next uh, great hire. But then around the time we were about 12, 13 years in the business. So maybe we were about a 20, $30 million business. I had the opportunity to say, Hey mom, after her 25 year career at Shoppers Drug Mart, um, we have a full-time role for you on the team. And so for the last seven years that we had the business, she was either our number one or number two in, in finance. And, uh, and wow. it's, it's pretty special that she was still a mentor, but I think she realized then that I had learned a tremendous amount in business and I even could coach and mentor her in, in some of the aspects of, of, you know, just how much she grew at that stage of her uh, career. That is incredible, Mike. That is incredible. Did she have any like catchphrase? Was there something that she always said to you? Please tell me it's your baby's nickname for yourself, you know, where, you know, she was like, go get him in the board meeting. (laughs) No, you know what, you know what it was like? She she would just, she would tell me no one's special, but, but we're all special. Like anything is really possible with hard work. Again, she was a single mom, raised my brother and I worked worked and then and then uh, and then went to a night school to better her accounting career and so she just she was just like a, hey you can you you can get things done just by hard work and and fully transfer that to me um, and so I'm a big believer in that you don't you don't need rich parents you don't need a, a, a Ivy League school degree to be successful as a business person or an entrepreneur you could just do it from finding your passion and and a tremendous amount of hard work for a long time you can literally move mountains. And so she, she, she constantly, and not only to me, but others around her would feel empowered to just personally grow and professionally grow. That's incredible. That is incredible. And that is so true, right? I think there's so much, especially, you know, in your work now with other founders and being part of the founder community, I think that is just the DNA, right? Is just, you just have to get started and you just have to get it done. So to have that already in your family, both my parents are also business owners. They both started their own professional services businesses, which I later started. And it was, you know, they were absolutely my mentors because they're just like, this is what you do. <laughs> you don't wait for somebody to give you a job. You just make a job and you just decide that's what you're going to do. So I think having that is so valuable. And you mentioned, you know, maybe three or four other mentors that you had outside of your mom. Who are some other folks and what did, what did they bring to your journey? Yeah. By the time that I kind of started to figure out what I was doing in business, I, I realized that I needed to become, you know, strong in each department of the business. And I like to think, I think of departments in business, right? Like I need to be strong in sales and marketing and operations and finance. And so my mom was a good finance mentor for me all the way along the business career. But when I kind of tuned into that, I thought, oh, okay, I, uh, I need a strong sales person around me. And, and I was just so fortunate to, uh, you know, one of the, one of the call it old guard in the natural products industry that I, I befriended and uh, John Anthony and he was just a super salesperson. He was the VP of sales for some major brands through their major growth stage, like Nature's Path, like Kettle Chips, like Cliff Bar. And so yeah. he knew everything about sales specific to consumer packaged goods product and, and especially the natural products industry and, and was just a great mentor. And then from there, Mark Ragland, I, uh, I, I got together with, and Mark is um, just a marketing genius, marketing expert. His whole career was in marketing. Same thing. He He was a he was the head of marketing for a number of businesses, uh, you know, first being Adwala back in the day and, and grew that company rapidly. And so, you know, when I had a question about how does this work in marketing, I could, I could turn to him. And then uh, from an operations standpoint, more so, uh, you know, it, uh, it was an, a CEO peer, but, you know, their business was just a couple of years ahead of us. So Ryan Black, uh, the founder of Samazon, 
really showed me how to grow a business operationally and, and administratively. And, and, you know, he, he had some of that formal education, but also was just, you know, a couple of years ahead from a, from a business growth standpoint. So between those four, I had a uh, all-star mentor uh, and, and I wish that for everybody, you know, that's not always the way that mentorship works. Sometimes it's one person in your life or whatever, but I, I, I did have four. I covered all my bases or covered all the departments and I, I couldn't have done, I couldn't have grown a business to a hundred million dollars without those four people in my life. May I fanboy out for a second here and just ask if one of your colleagues, maybe not mentors now is Roger Martin, at UToronto. I see that you are associated with University of Toronto these days. Do you know Roger at all? I'm not sure if I know Roger. I think maybe I know too many people uh, by face and, and maybe the names. Uh, I, I did um, I did go to the to the Rotman School of Business for my director's uh, education. And so I, I, I met a number of people through my class and, and around the organization, but I, I, it doesn't, uh, it does, yeah. doesn't fully come to mind. Gotcha. He's a uh... It's it's kind of an aside. He, he's uh he was like I guess the dean there at one time. He hasn't been there since like 2013 as much. But I love how he breaks down strategy and planning, and tries to end the bastardization of those two words. And uh, yeah, I, I I usually use one of his YouTube videos in my course. So I was like, wait, you might know this guy. This guy's yeah. awesome. So yeah, no, I, I did have fun. At the, you know, after being a high school dropout, finally going back to school 35 years later to. Uh, to get my certification as a, as a, as a board member and director. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so think highly of the school cause they have a great program there. I would love to deep dive on these mentors because as we're talking about founders, as they are looking to build, I mean, how brilliant to say, okay, this is my strength. This is where I got it. This is where I don't got it. And like, who do I find? You absolutely did what you're supposed to do the best in the business. How did you approach them? Um, how did you reach out and what, at least one or two. Sort of, what did that look like? Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in make friends first, do business second, and that's some of the one number one question I I get asked is like, hey, I, I want to, I need a mentor. Where do I find my mentor? I always say, you know, your mentors are playing the same game as you are. So, trade shows have been a big part of my life as a as a uh, uh, not only as a, a business owner, but you know, someone that uh, just enjoys being uh, social and out there with others in the community. And so, I met all three at uh, at trade shows and. Um, you know, went out and had dinner and created a friendship and, and ultimately had friends in common. And that just led to, you know, it wasn't like, hey, will you be my mentor? I didn't even understand the term mentor until well after we were already in this space where I had a, I had a, uh, I had a call line if I needed it and I had a question. And then, and then we, we got into a regular cadence of, of discussions. And then actually all three of them, I, I asked them to join my board of directors. And so they became formal mm -hmm. board members and, and formal mentors to me for the kind of second stage of our relationship. I just got asked this question yesterday by someone who just got her MBA. She's got work experience, some great companies. And she was like, I'm trying to balance whether I start a career or I become an entrepreneur. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if those are like, you know, two different apples you're trying to choose from here. Like, let's get into this more. And I know one of the questions that you like to challenge people to ask themselves is who are people in the field that you're passionate about already? And, you know, now that you're saying make friends first, do business second, but how did you go about trying to like understand where your passion was? I have a feeling that as an 18 year old, you weren't like, hemp hearts. That's the thing. I need to do this every day and this will be the best day of my life. Like, how did you start to, <laughs> Julie's like, well, I don't know, hemp hearts. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
yeah. and maybe I could be wrong. You know, you know, you school me if so, but like, I'm just kind of curious, like when someone goes, well, how did you figure out that passion? Yeah. You know, I hit rock bottom uh, is how I figured out what I wanted to not do. And then, and then what, and then that led for me what I wanted to do. I, I weighed 300 pounds when I was 18 years old, you know, fell prey to fast food before that and, and gained a lot of weight and just felt horrible all the time. And when I started my health journey, personally, I, I started feeling so good after I shed over 100 pounds and got stronger that all I wanted to do was talk about health all day long. So what led me to hemp and selling hemp parts was mm -hmm. that I discovered hemp was a very healthy seed. And, and I'm like, game on, you know, uh, this is already, you know, hemp was bastardized because of it was a relationship with with marijuana. And, and so I felt extra special. Like I could stand up for that. I could champion that, but also like, Oh, people just don't know. This is the healthiest seed. This is one of the healthiest seeds on the planet. And, uh, and it was health. So I found my passion for health and, and, and that's what led me into the health business, but I'm very conscious. And I, and I, uh, I tell other, um, you know, either entrepreneurs or people that are seeking out, maybe even being an entrepreneur, or if they're even just working for someone else, like find out what you're passionate about. You need to nibble on a whole bunch of things potentially. Like you could, you know, it could be sports, mm -hmm. it, it, it could be science, it could be, and like, figure out what you would spend your day doing if you weren't getting paid for it even, like you like it that much. And then is there a role somewhere? Is there a, is, is, is there a problem you can solve yourself as an entrepreneur to get into that type of business? Because I believe you're going to be happiest. It's, and I, I like the term best day ever. You're going to live your best day ever when you align your personal passions with, with an opportunity to make money. I, I love it. I, I've told, I've said this story to Julie before. I don't know if I've said it on the show where uh, my grandfather was a college basketball coach. He was actually offered the job at UCLA to coach basketball there a couple of years before John Wooden, a very famous basketball coach who went on to win lots and lots of basketball championships. He turned it down because he didn't want to recruit. And he told my grandmother, why would I want that job? I have the best day ever here. They pay me to coach basketball. Why would I leave this? even for something potentially grander. So you, but you yeah. just like literally well, said, and that, and that, yeah. And that's the, that's the point when, you know, the question you were being asked and, and I have an exercise uh, in my book about the, be, the best Ooh. day ever, because I think you it's a mindful, it's yeah, it's a mindful, yeah. it's a mindful practice, right? Like, what, how do you want to spend your day? Work out how you want to spend your day. I could tell you down to the detail because I've been working on my best day ever for 25 years, like how I really want to spend my days. And then the majority of my days now, I'm closer to the target of spending it that way. How much I want to exercise, who I want to spend time with, what projects, what work I want to be working on. And so even going through that, people can find like, what do you want to do next in your career? Or like, what, what, what kind of business, is there a business for you to start? Well, so step one, we got come on the Augmenters podcast. We appreciate you doing that today. You know, we're, we're, we're building best day ever. If you, if you could share Mike, we'd love to hear a little bit more. Or if you wanted to put Julie right now is definitely working on her best day ever uh, in some uh, transitions of uh, her uh, business boss bitch life. I'm, 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 I said, I'm, I said that. <laughs> I'm just quoting. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Do you have something like really quick that we could, we could chew on together on, on the best day ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It starts with sleep. How much sleep do I need to be, uh, to, to have my best day ever, you know? And it's, it's like eight hours of sleep. And I used to tell myself, you know, oh, I could be less than that. So it starts with sleep, but health is a, is a big piece for me. And my whole health routine is about two and a half hours a day. And not to say that I can, I can get to do that every day, but the full two and a half hours of, of warm up exercises, weight training, cardio, I love sauna, I love cold plunges and like all these things that make me not feel as old as I am or take away some of the, some of my health challenges that I, that I faced in the, in the past. Um, I also love food. 
I love growing food. I'm an organic gardener. Um, I love preparing food, uh, like visually, you know, I, I love eating it. And so that part of my day, like, an, and it's probably an hour and a half of, of mindfulness around food. And then I, I like to work, even though I've created success for myself, I, I, I enjoy building things, building companies. I'm still a recovering entrepreneur, so I'm not fit to operate a business, uh, but uh, after 25 years of being an entrepreneur, but I do like to build. And so, you know, probably four, four or five hours a day of deep work and like doing it so that I'm not wasting, I'm not sitting, I used to like in front of a desk and work eight hours a day or work 10 hours a day. That's not impactful. I, I want a good four or five hour chunk of deep work and I'll accomplish twice as much as I, I could before. And, uh, and then fun, you know, there's always, there's always that I want to, I want to be fired up and to do that there, there needs to be fun in life and and fun is a range of activities for me that's that's the basis of my best day ever i encourage everyone because i know everyone's best day ever is different but if you actually write down the different five or six different buckets that make up your best day ever it'll be a good lens to look through of where you are right now you know what's the gap to get to that best day ever and then just start start plucking away at it you know start changing things and trying things out this is so crucial because there's two things. One, I love that because usually when I do meet younger people, um, so I have a daughter who's about to graduate college and I have another one to graduate high school and like a lot of their friends are, you know, chatting about what they want to do. And I would say like, what do you actually want your day to look like? Where do you want to physically be? Do you want to be in a big office? Do you want to be, part, you know, like these moments of just like what you wake up in the morning, where are you going? Do you want to be out all the time? You know, that's so, that is so, so helpful. And I also think giving ourselves permission to actually have our best day ever, because I think there's this idea that work has to be miserable or like life has to be miserable. We have to do these jobs that we hate so that we get money so that we can do the next thing. Whereas like, look at the incredible success of like really saying, what do I really care about? And I think breaking that mentality of like, we have to be miserable or like, it, it's just going to be fine. Like it might not be great, but it's going to be fine and continuing to take those steps. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a old paradigm, right? Like you're supposed to go to school and then go to graduate school and then, and then get a job that you're going to settle down into that career for 40 years, find the person that you love, have a family happily ever after. And guess what? Majority of people don't live that. And so the younger, the, the newer gender generations are realizing there's a, there's a million different ways to do it. So be mindful. What, what is your way? And yeah, sometimes it's, it's, you know, a mentor could be um, not someone that's directly connected to you, but that you admire from afar some of their lifestyle. And you're like, I, I want pieces of that lifestyle for my best day ever. Okay, I'm going to borrow from that. And I'm going to try it on and see if it see if it fits my best day ever. And, and then, you know, time goes by uh, to get at that. And, and you're there, you're living your best day, hopefully for the majority of your life, right? I love it. I know as soon as you said best day ever, sleep eight hours, I was like, well, if it's only one day, I'm not going to sleep. You know, like we're just gonna, it's gonna be the best day. I'm gonna use all 24. But I now realize there is the sustainable yeah. best day ever. Well, I, I, I like to think of that because when I was younger, I was, you know, and not, not well educated and, and, and then, you know, not in my healthiest space. I used to live more for like the, the, the last day or this was the day. And, and I, I framed that to think live like it's your last day on earth, all while planning for another 50 years. Is a, mm. is a good kind of mindset to, to go about it. So do that adventurous thing. Just don't be reckless because, you know, you got to be sustainable for, for another number of decades. You need those knees. You need those knees. <laughs> Both of them. You actually might, I don't know if you meant to do this, but that quote about live every day as your best day yet plan or your last day plan for 50 years. Uh, I don't know if you know the Mac Miller song, Best Day Ever. 
Uh, I was thinking One Direction the whole time we've been talking, but (laughs) you go ahead. No, no. There's also a song called The Best Day by Taylor Swift. So I kind of feel like you basically just said, you know, plan as if you're going to live for 50 more years, Taylor, uh, Swifties, and then Mac Miller is, you know, live your best day. So uh, it's hard to keep both of those in line. how, How do you try to balance that? You know, you you have a mantra for telling yourself like, yes, I'm going to do this cold plunge, but I'm not going to ride on the back of the moose. Yeah, I've just I've I've tried a lot of uh, things on for size for me and then figure out what Mm. what works. So I I I explain to my kids like this. How are you going to expand your your diet? Well, you have to expand your palate and you have to nibble on a number of things, right? You have to try a number of things, a number of foods um, to figure out what you like and what you don't like and what makes you feel good and gives you energy and all that stuff. Same thing for for life. Um, you know, I, I think being a personal guinea pig on yourself and taking these ideas uh, from mentors or from the community, trying it on and say, does that piece work for me? Give it a chance. And and so I've I've done a number of changes in my in my life to try to and. And that changes as you get older too, but uh, I, I think you have to get outside your box. So I've been a purist and not so much fun and be like, I could just, you know, all, all work and no play makes, you know, my more successful, but not as happy. So that's not my best day ever. And yeah, if you, uh, if you drop everything right now to go on a hot air balloon ride, if you had that chance, you should go do that kind of stuff, you know, because we only get one life. So I'll come pick you up, Jimmy. I'll be right there in the hot air balloon. <laughs> we'll pick up Mike. We'll go to Canada. We'll come down hot air ballooning four o'clock. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? I have not, but I I would, yeah. It's a wonderful experience. I I got a chance to, I think, six, seven years ago to go to New Mexico. And there's a big, there's a 500 balloon balloon festival there. I don't remember what the name is right off the top of my head. But I got at four o'clock in the morning, got up to go and and I was in the air with 500 other balloons. And and what an experience. Yeah, it's just, you're over this beautiful valley and river and stuff. Mind, Mind opening, total flow state moment. And I'll hold that memory for the rest of my life that kind of stuff you know like those once in a lifetime opportunities you got to seize those instead of just being at your desk or doing your normal uh you know even if it's once a year one big thing it'll 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 fine-tune you and you can you can add up those experiences to have 50 or 75 wonderful ones across your life i was stretching as you were talking i have a standing desk and you started mentioning the hot air balloons so what my, now both feet are on the ground and i'm holding my desk so hard pass for me on the hot air balloon with everything else up here. <laughs> But I also and I also think being open to change, Mike, what you're saying, because I know I had like very firm beliefs about myself or things that I was like, no, no, I'm a city person. Like, I love cities. That's what and then now I'm like, oh, but like, it's kind of nice when it's quiet. You know, like, I think we have these beliefs, like I'm somebody who works all the time. And I'm somebody who's going to grow businesses. And then it's like, or I could be somebody who just does this part and let somebody else do the other part. So I think being open to how we change and evolve. And I think mentors are a great way especially ones that we've had for many years over a lifetime is that they see you and they allow you to open to change and they've known you a long time. So I love that. Like just being comfortable with trying things on, which I think sometimes as we get older, we are you know very firm in our beliefs about ourselves. Yeah. You, we're constantly growing, right? We grow until we die. One, one of the things that I like to um, just remind myself is yesterday's dead. It doesn't happen anymore. Let, let yesterday fully die and then be the change today, whatever that is. And, and I think if people ask like the discipline and stuff to, to lose a bunch of weight and then begin to business and be successful, all those things are just being aggressive with like, hey, how much can you change in one day, in one week, in one month? And, and the only way to do that is not be too, too attached to your past. You know, you got to let the past go. It's, it's done already. 
So, Jimmy, you're no longer going to be scared of hot air ballooning, and I'm going to come pick you up. Maybe not this week. Maybe next week. I'll, I, I think I understand, land in Baltimore. I understand now why I, I was rooting myself because you just said that, Mike, and like yesterday is dead, and I'm like, I'm not going to tell Julie. Julie, yesterday's dead. I'm just a fun guy. I'm a mushroom just feeding off of yesterday. I'm going to stay right here. I'm good. (laughs) I'm going to stay with the shrooms. Time expands. Time expands. Okay, Mike, I'd love to talk a little bit about mentoring and uh, being a founder and mentoring because I think some of the work that you currently do is working with founders who are in the natural food space. We'd love to hear a little bit more. What kind of advice do you have for uh, sort of ex-founders or founders who are looking to mentor up-and-comers and what are maybe some of the pitfalls? Um, yeah. Well, first you have to put yourself out there because you could have great experience and you want to mentor, um, but you, you the first step is like getting out there. So uh, whether that's on social media, whether that's at a trade show, like go where, the, go. it's the opposite, right? Go to the field where you probably, the person that you're interested in mentoring is is looking for a mentor. Um, and then, and if you actually engaged first, my biggest learning, I had some imposter syndrome, even when I became more of a, uh, I don't say full-time, no. full-time mentor, imposter but, syndrome? yeah, like every stage is even until I'm like, okay, I'm giving back now fully. Oh, I'm an imposter for giving back fully. How is that possible? Well, because I thought I showed up as a mentor and I was supposed to have the answer wow. or, you know, be, be helpful all the time. And I realized, no, wow. I, I just should take the time to listen to what people are sure. trying to do and then. Tell them what I would do if I was in their situation and not to get personal whether they take that advice or not, right? Like you're just giving perspective as a mentor. You don't you're not you don't have to know it all or 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 be helpful, you know, be 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 right or whatever all the time. And so and a lot of people I see stumble into that. Like they could have they could have frustration with a mentee just because the mentee doesn't take their advice. Well, guess what? It's their business. It's their life. It, they're just taking perspective from from mentors and then they get to execute it their way, right? So you can't have attachment to that. Um, those would be my couple points if, if for people that are thinking about it. And I've, you know, I, I got to a place where I just put time on my calendar to, I'm going to have, sometimes it's a quick chat with a founder, 20, 30 minutes, understand where they are in business and maybe a couple of the riddles they're trying to solve and, and, and add some perspective to them. Sometimes it's more of it's a long-term mentorship. Like I've, I've had some founders I've mentored for over 10 years now and their business was like a startup and now it's like a eight figure business. And, and that, that has a lot of joy. That's almost like building mm-hmm. my own company, being able to be that close. So, and then now some of the mass mentorship tools where I can go instead of one-to-one, one-to-many feels like the legacy that I really want to build is like, you, you could be successful with helping others. You, you don't, you don't need to like, you said it, an exited founder or something. And now I want to start mentoring. No, no, no. If you could be in business for one year as a founder and guess what? You're already set to mentor someone that is thinking about starting a business, you know, and, and that is some of the most fruitful stuff to, to give back because it's, it's natural for you because you just went through it in the last year. You know, those are the opportunities I think people could, more people should look out for because it, it, it is fulfilling. I love it. I love the term mass mentoring tools. I hadn't thought about that before and like that kind of scaling. I mean, scaling impact is obviously Something. I coined that. I trademarked it already. You can't. You can't use it. <laughs> Jimmy actually was trying to buy the URL of, while you were finishing of, that sentence. What, <laughs> one of our mass mentorship tools was written up in Forbes already, so it's like it's it, and they said mass mentorship right in the Forbes article, so it's off. It's off. You can't. Oh, uh, that's okay. We don't use the term mentorship on our podcast, so you can have that. I'll take mass mentoring tools. <laughs> you can collaborate. You can collaborate. Yeah, we, we 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 do like nautical terms, but we don't use ships here. Yeah, we only want championships. Uh, I, I am curious, and this will tie back into wordplay in a minute, but uh, you said live, live each day like your last day, but plan for the next 50 years. And now you just talked about 
how new different tech, I'm guessing, for mass mentoring tools, or maybe it's ways of how to engage a larger audience in person. Tell me, like, what's the one thing you think will be very different about mentoring relationships in 50 years? Like, if there's one thing that's going to change, maybe it's not what you think, but like, what what should happen if we're going to have the greatest impact of people kind of giving a shit about one another, which I think is like the core of mentoring? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, ha- I think the tool is just surfacing right now and, and it's happening already, but I think AI is going to be one of the biggest mm. mentors. Um, right now you have to know mm. how AI can mentor you. I think in the future, AI will be mentoring you as your, as your buddy or your, or your friend and, and know all about you already. I think that's going to be the change that we're fortunately going to see in our, in our lifetime. Um, which, what does that mean for the rest of, uh, mentors? You know, you better find your mentee and get, start giving back now. If you really want that in your life, like do it, that that's the that's the do it now, do it today and don't wait because you're not waiting. The game can really change for, for mentorship as well. So when you think AI might be that tool, I'm trying to grasp my head about because if everybody has an AI, then everybody, everybody's AI feedback loop would be different. It would coach differently. It would definitely be educational. It could also be a great listener potentially, but does that mean we all grow to a more, to a higher basic level of understanding of each other, to a higher basic education. Uh, does that mean we are more harmonious as individuals, do you think? Does that mean we are you know, more part of machines or relying on elect- electricity? Well, the electricity one part got deep there. So uh, Sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not so sure about the electricity part, but I do think that, you know, a big part of mentorship is is subject matter expertise, right? Um, okay. If you're if you're into soccer and you want to be a soccer player, like well, how's the game work? How many people play in the world how big is the business of soccer balls when's the next soccer stadium like there's a tremendous amount of mentorship if someone's interested in soccer that is really fact-based i think ai will just eat all of that part of it like uh, in short order right now again you could do all that you just need to know the prompts to ask pretty soon It'll know you enough to give you and 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 feed you all of that but the human component of it is Maybe it's going to be like many things in AI. It's not going to be AI is going to replace mentors. Mentors that know AI are going to um, replace other mentors because they can all of a sudden mentor 10 times the people that they were before because they're using some of these tools. That's probably the next step. And again, I'm sure we'll use a lot more electricity. I just don't know a lot about that. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy goes far off. Could you talk a little bit about your mass mass mentorship tools? Or is that... For uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the first one... Uh, so I've created several mass mentorship tools and the, and the whole concept, right, is like one to many because I, I had over a thousand conversations with natural product founders to the point where mm-hmm. I couldn't take on any more. Like I, and right now I probably take on 20% of the calls that, that are being requested of me. And so I'm like, how do I touch more people? That's still a lot, by the way, Mike. Very I, well, I, I, it, fire, it, it fires me up, right? It gives me yeah. energy. So I, I, that's been three years, three years, a thousand calls. Like you, you, you put it together and you go, okay, yeah, that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten calls a week, like every week. Um, so I do, and I still have it on my calendar, but there's, there's, there's more requests just because I put myself out there and people see the value in it. But the first one was, and it, it started and, and, and transitioned into what is now fatafleischman.org. But Greg Fleischman and I, um, who's also a, a natural products industry veteran, 
grown and, mm-hmm. and sold multiple businesses, we were mentoring people and, and they needed the tools. And, and I was like, yeah, I'll send you an investment presentation deck template. I have one of those. Oh, I have an HR org chart for onboarding your, your next CFO. Oh, I have an advisor. How do you structure your advisory board? And, and I'd be emailing these and Greg would be doing the same thing. And I said, well, wait a sec, why don't we put all of our f- tools and templates into like one database and then just give it to people for free self-serve so they can come and like go grab whatever you want. And it started off as a Dropbox file, but now it's a, a, a full website, uh, fatafleshman.org. So entrepreneurs can go sign up for an account for free uh, and then go departmentally and get all those things. There's, there's uh, over a thousand forms, tools, and templates that are available. And, and I already promoted it, but I'd say it again. It was written up in Forbes. There's thousands of entrepreneurs that use it. And, uh, and so it's one of those things that I say, oh, yeah, look at how much impact I'm having. And I hear it from people. Hey, we're using the tools all the time. And people charge for that stuff. And we're like, entrepreneurs already have it hard enough. They do not. And business leaders, they do not need to go and buy a $100 a month membership or something to get some of these tools and templates. And, and the great part is it's like from two entrepreneurs that have used them to grow businesses mm-hmm. to, you know, and, and, and be successful in business. So that's, uh, that's a project I'm very proud of. Um, and then, you know, my podcast uh, and this Mike, podcast. I'm sorry. I have sorry for the po- podcast and, and tools. Do you have, is your slogan for Fada and Fleischman Build, scale, exit. Because I can think of another one, but uh, is, it, is it build, scale, exit? No, it was going to be you know get effed. But yeah. you know, I, <laughs> but uh, is that the slogan? I just want to make sure people know know where they're going. Uh, oh, they, they they need to go to fatafleischman.org. This is uh, awesome. Actually, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot right there. Now. You can't go on your mobile. You got to be on a computer to, uh, to access it all. But there, there is a tremendous amount there. And, mm-hmm. uh, and again, the best part is it's all for free. Like it should be because mentorship, I, I'm a believer in people. I, I'd love your guys view, but I'm a big believer that mentorship should be free. Um, yes. and if you're, if it's, if it's paid, that is coaching or advising or it's something else besides mentorship. But some people want to charge yeah. for mentorship. I'm just yeah. not a, a, I'm not a fan of that. No. I, I like mentorship for free. People, people need it where this is a helping others giving back kind of yeah. thing. Absolutely. May I ask another question on the, the kind of the AI side and how to scale it on the mass mentoring tools? How do you, or have you approached the listening aspect of a mentor? Like, cause some of that is the subject matter expertise and there's always a balance, whether it's 99 to one, but there's always the SME and then also like the listening, almost like the therapist. Like I'm sure you had it from your board members where you're coming in after a day of talking to Whole Foods buyers and you're like, yo, I got to just vent for a minute before I can actually be a human. How do you see that being able to scale without listening, just being silenced? Because there's a feeling of being heard that's so important in that mentoring relationship. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit more aggressive, like, hey, let's analyze what needs to get done. Let's put an action plan together and let's do the next steps. OK, so let's not dwell too much on it was a hard day or dwell too much <laughs> on like, oh, we had a big win. Like, yes, celebrate those wins and and, you know, like give yourself a pat on the back. But let's get on to the next things that have to happen. So as a mentor, I'm very much I'm a quick study in business. I want to understand people want to ask me questions. What was it like starting Mental Harvest? And I'm like, that's 25 years ago. I've I've started and grown many businesses and helped many businesses. So let's talk talk about your business, like where you're at right now. And what are those, what are those challenges that you're facing? But like the whole poor me moment, which we all have them, I get really quick to, Hey, pull your socks up and dust yourself off. And then what's next? You know, like we have, we have limited time here. So like, what's, what's your next steps? Because 
momentum is the is the most key thing to if you really mm. want to start growth and you start growing you want to keep that momentum you don't want to ever let the momentum die no so the list the listening part of that yeah there's listening but there's listening to really understand the situation that the person's in not to be an emotional therapist or something else because there's lots of other tools for that right and and uh, unless you want to be a emotional therapist mentor type <laughs> uh, but that's not me do not call Mike if you if you need an emotional therapist. But speaking of calling Mike, what are some great ways? What are some like phenomenal ways people have reached out? And what are some ways that you're just like, oh, my God, I can't even like, I don't think I'll be able to talk to you. Oh, well, like the, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk to you is um, it happens all the time. On, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is my, my the biggest social platform that I, I spend a lot of time on and, and sharing, but also connecting there. And people my biggest pet peeve request or comment is like, I just want to pick your brain. <laughs> well, you can, there's, you know, picking my brain. Uh, I have a lot of brain. I just don't want it picked. Um, it, you know, it, it's so I, I highly suggest if you want to connect with someone, just don't use those words. Cause I've heard from a lot of other people that, 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 that's a, that's a no, no compared to, you know, a, a best case scenario and, and people can get in touch on social or, or, or through my website or even through contacts like, you know, being, being out at a trade show or event or even podcasts mm-hmm. like this is, Hey, I read a couple of your newsletters or I listened to one of your podcasts. I like this part of what you shared. And I would, I, my business is X, Y, and Z. And we're having these couple, three questions or challenges of growth. Can I spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes with you to go over those things? Boom. All day long, I'm telling you, all day long, I'll answer those. And, and, and even if listeners and you want to hit me up, hit me up in that way. And you're more likely to get a conversation. Uh, and the pick the brain is I don't, I actually don't even respond. And that's very unlikely. But, it, you know, it, it, if I do respond, it's like, hey, that's not the best way to ask something of someone. You know? <laughs> I, I love it. So brutal. And Mike, you willing to talk? I'd love to pick your brain. Yeah. Reply. I want to I, I hear all about your story. Well, my story is there's lots about me on the internet and, and I wrote a book. You could read the book and, and there's lots of ways to like, hear that but my best use of a half an hour is, is not to spend that time because it's kind of it's it's i want to help people that are really ready for help and are very clear with very mindful and clear what they need help with you know? my god mike you I, just summed I, it all up you summed up everything that we've been trying to talk about for the last 80 episodes so kudos to you because literally picking your brain is the number one thing everybody hates second is be just clear be clear like i don't want to try to guess what you want what do you want? How long is our conversation? Let's be direct. Let me help you. I'm here for you, but we can't like go on and on forever. So uh, we did an episode last week on for new grads, um, which we will definitely augment last week's episode with this episode and what you just shared with us, because we want new grads to be able to feel like they have some clarity on how they have these conversations. Mike, I'm still chuckling to myself because I just like how you're basically writing back to people on LinkedIn, like, do better. Like, come on. <laughs> no, and, and not only do better, but like do better. And here's an example because I want everyone to grow and, and, and everyone's yeah. at a different stage. No. So that doesn't mean that they can't go, oh shit, the, the worst mistake I made was, you know, going to try to, to going to ask 10 people to beat for mentorship and, and, and just not doing it the right way, you know? And I go back to like make friends first, do business second. Well, how do you make friends? Whether that friend is also a customer, whether they're a mentor, whether they're one of your vendors or someone else you're involved with. You got to know something about them and care a little bit about them is the best way to kind of make that initial bridge, right? Um, And so people can learn from that. I want to go back to thinking about maybe 50 years from now and also like how you are adjusting your ability to impact others. The term mentoring has been around a long time. You know, it started back in ancient Greece and mythology. Do you have a different word that you like to use? Maybe even a phrase, maybe something that could be 
almost, you know, a goal for how mentoring could become different if we use a different term for it? Yeah. Well, and, and I'll be careful here because, you know, I, uh, I, I, I do have business outside of my mentorship, but I've, I, so I do growth coaching and I, my book is called grow and, but that's how, that's how I think about mentorship is like helping people personally and professionally grow. So taking on some kind of form of that, I think, cause that's what really mentorship is all about, right? It, it, it's about, um, it's not telling someone what to do. It's about helping someone be more mindful to what is their next steps for them? What's their next steps for their career, for their, for their business. And, and to me, that's all about growth. And you can't really do that professional growth if you're not doing your personal growth and your, your work on your personal self. Got it. Well, how was, it, how was that? How was that for like a plug? Was that does that sound like a plug? Oh, it was a great plug. We oh. we are totally fine with shameless plugs. We're all for it. Like Dunkin' Donuts doesn't even pay us yet, and I had two cups of coffee today from there. You know, we're <laughs> we're, we're all about it, man. No, no. We'll problem. do ads for you for free, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're here for it. Because I'm using uh, all these tools, by the way, and Mike, I am going to hit you up if you don't mind for a 20 minute conversation about my other sure. business. For sure, just ask the right question. <laughs> Yeah, but Julie, you before you write it, you better run your two or three questions by okay. me first. Let's okay. make sure they're tight. We'll be, okay. we'll be, or we'll, run it by we'll, or or run it by Chat GPT if you're if you're like really on your game. I'll do both. Cover my bases. Mike, we're we're getting towards the end of our conversation. We like to do something that is our kind of a rapid fire association, our verbal Rorschach test here. Uh, I got four words for you. You've kind of already answered one, the one I start with, so I think this one will be easy. But tell me what the first thing comes to mind when I say the word mentor to you a trusted advisor how about mentee someone ready to grow bro how about sponsor someone that'll put their shoulder forward for you Mm. and coach optimizing performance i love it have you ever taken one of those uh like you know different colors tests like a like a like a personality test and like where you come in because you are so into like yo you got something i'm here to help i'm in for it I'm going to get dirty with you for 20 or 30 minutes. Let's go. Like that, that energy is like, like other than the, the, the hot air balloons, which is terrifying, that energy is like phenomenal. Uh, I really appreciate what you're bringing. Yeah. I mean, I, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. I've studied servant based leadership and practice servant based leadership for a very long time. So mm-hmm. even when we were a very big business, I would, and we had a problem, I'd be down sweeping the floors with our team. I, I go out there and tell, you know, we're in the food business. So like the number one team member was our janitorial staff. And I wasn't afraid to go in the kitchen with them and get dirty and understand what their job is. And, and as a parent, that's even made me better. So I, I, I like it. I don't shy away from the, the, the scrappy part, the hard part. I mean, that's where the, uh, that's where the magic happens. I love it. I, somehow YouTube's figured out that I have a 15-month-old daughter and they keep feeding me this ad for a washable rug that just starts with, I live with a 15-year-old terrorist <laughs> or 15-month-old terrorist. You know, everything is on fire. <laughs> Which is like running a food business. The You know, it's exactly probably very similar. Um, Mike, I have to be honest, this was the best day ever. It was really such a treat to get to spend this time with you. I really love your tools and this is really exciting and Mm -hmm. we are very happy to share it um, with our listeners so that they get a chance to be able to use it and that uh, we will look forward to staying in touch and hearing on your journey. I also, um, yeah, just really appreciated uh, to Jimmy's point, like the directness and being able to really show up and help people because that's what we're here to do. And uh, yeah, I love spending the time with you today, Mike. Thank you. Wow, Jimmy, I'm wiped out talking to Mike. That was intense. I'm not sure if it was intense or more. Mike just brought such a 
disciplined growth mindset. And I don't mean growth to business necessarily, but self-growth at such a clear, insatiable desire to learn. And once he felt he's achieved mastery or close to, he wants to give back to others. It was total clarity. It was total clarity. The mm -hmm. feeling I imagine you must have when you get into a very cold plunge, which I have not done, but would be willing to. But he, yeah, that clarity of like, here's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you grow. And I will be incredibly generous with my time. I will be there for you. And we're here for you to grow. So I love that. I got I got so much out of this conversation. He's incredible. I will also try to start using the term nibble more often. I really liked how I, I usually kind of describe it as like poke and prod yourself to figure something out. But Mike's kind of idea of nibble was such a good way of like a food founder talking about you know how to be reflexive themselves. It was it was just perfect and spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then I, I was thinking so much about his, you know, what we pulled out for his connect better, make friends first, do business second. And I think something you and I talk about is that in business, you just want to be with people that you like being with. Why do a job where you're surrounding yourself by people that you do not look forward to spending time with? Not saying every moment is, you know, joined, frolicking through the fields, you're working, but making those connections as a friend first, before you jump into the business, I think is brilliant. And that's the first time I'd heard it that way. I love that. I mean, Mike approaches relationships just differently. Obviously, he had a fantastic mentor and his mom and that ability to see people as people, not people as numbers. And starting that way is one of the many signs of why he has been so successful in his business and why he's being so successful now and helping others. And I loved how he said his mom had his mom saw in him this sort of clarity and vision that he has, like looking into mm. the future, which I kind of wanted to probe on whether or not he is clairvoyant or if he can see things that we can't see yet, which would be really cool. Uh, and also why vision, but he has the vision inside him, but he also uses habits to make things come to life, such as making time on your calendar and sitting and really thinking about what is your best day ever. We did not get to do the exercise together with Mike, but Jimmy, what is your best day ever? I'm sure you thought about it. Well, Julie, I don't want to you know, potentially throw shade on your parade, but I think it'd be in a very quiet, quiet place with a couple basketball courts. <laughs> Just basketball all day. All day, morning tonight. Uh, probably not morning tonight. I can't handle that anymore. But those, that, those used to be the best days ever. I mean, you could be a professional basketball player, Jimmy. That would that would no, definitely. No, I, I, I definitely couldn't. My, my my best day ever is a decent amount of sleep, which I think most people actually forget, and you know, spending time with with family. I mean, when you have a young child that's happy and healthy, there's there's nothing more special or more fun, especially for people that are kids at heart. So, uh, yeah, running around a, a park with a little Fiona would be up there. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's great. But also, I think Mike's point was that how do you make your work day your best day ever? So that's no, work day. I took it as every day. I, ah. I took it as I took it that Mike was even looking and I bet that goes through volunteering on weekends. Like I didn't see that as like five days out of seven. That was Mike's schedule. I saw that as Mike was really making sure he was intentional daily and that I as an engineer, I totally feel this. If you're not building, at some point, homeostasis becomes a problem, even in best day ever. So he obviously feels fulfillment through the assistance of others. Yeah. 
Through assisting others. Through assisting others. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw it a little bit differently, but that's good. (laughs) I think it was, I liked how he really spelled out the elements of a day. Yeah, for me, it was like a sort of the uh, sustainability of professional sustainability and personal sustainability and being able to marry them both so that you have what you need as a professional, which is money of some kind, as well as creating that homeostasis. So, but it got me thinking for sure, definitely about the sleep and the exercise. And like, I love that idea of four to five dedicated hours of work, because I think the idea that you can do like eight straight hours of work is kind of bonkers. So I think having that really, you know, straight focus of four to five hours was like really resonated with me, especially when you're working remotely, like you don't have chit chat in the you know hallway and all that, like, you know, eight straight hours of work is a lot. So I loved that. And I think it's a great exercise for people to think about what makes their sort of best day and how can they have it every day if they can. And then yeah, vision, that guy had like focus on growth, like a vision on how to mentor others in a way that I don't think I feel like we really heard that. It was just so simple and clear and I'm here for it and no other BS. And the the quote that's been bouncing around in my head, which to me is a great starter for how to help find your vision in a mentoring relationship that you might be entering is what Mike's mom told him and he shared with us that quote of no one is special but we are all special. I I don't think, I I know that that is an excellent way to start figuring out what do you want out of life? Where where are you going to fit? What kind of communities do you want to be part of? What kind of people do you want to be with? What kind of changes do you want to see happen? So meditating on a term like that, spending time with it, wrestling with it for four to five hours one day, it's going to come together. And that like, you can do whatever you set. It sounded a bit like also you can set you can do whatever you set your mind to do. Like there's nothing unique about a person who is able to do somewhat of these incredible things. Um, We can all do it or we could all not do it at the same time. The other thing that Mike laid out, which I mean, come on, what a perfect layout of the perfect way to approach a mentor. So clear so spelled out, uh, a great way, a template to follow. And I 100% believe Mike because I reached out to him and we already have a 20 minute call set up that if you approach him that way, I don't think it matters who you are or what you're doing. He will absolutely get on the phone with you for 20 minutes, but definitely approach him the way he laid out, which makes a ton of sense. So I appreciated that clarity as well. Augmenters out there, bring it, be ready. 100%, 100%. And uh, you know, let's have our best day ever. Best day ever. And what if it wasn't kind candor as a different term for mentoring, but instead like a kind condor that you would have big arms like the bird to really wrap. Serious wingspan. I think that's something we both have in common. (laughs) Second jump ability. Yeah. (laughs) Augmenters out. Wow, you've made it this far and we thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode and discovered new ways to bring more authentic connection into your mentoring relationships. Want to tell them more, Jimmy? Be an Augmenter with us. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about. Like and subscribe. And yes, really, you following our show and writing a review, it's a big deal. Your actions provide us with the resources to continue our undefeated, unencumbered, prize-winning productions. We welcome questions and suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, 
or on social with our handle at AugmentorsHQ. We are most active and available on LinkedIn and YouTube. Shout out an earnest thank you to our intrepid producer, Erlen Cato. We appreciate you. Augmenters out. See ya.